now, 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 your weekly dose of inspiration, inspiration. Perspiration. perspiration, and just the right amount of bull defecation. <laughs> the Get You Some Radio Show, with your host, the Vice President of Making Shit Happen, Terry Lancaster. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. Welcome back to the Get You Some Radio Show. Yum, yum, get you some. Now, the godfather of personal development, the guru of self-help, the man who invented the entire category, Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie says that regardless of your field of endeavor, whether you're an engineer, whether you're a computer programmer, whether you're a salesperson, or whether you're a stay-at-home mom, 85% of your success is not going to be determined by your technical skills. It's not going to depend on how good you are at your job. 85% of your success is going to depend on your people skills, how well you relate to others, your ability to convince, convert, and compel others to your way of thinking. Today's, ex today's expert is a communications guru. He's been training real estate agents here in Nashville since the dawn of time. He's done at least 100 seminars around the country just in the last year, training salespeople, training entrepreneurs on improving their interpersonal communication and their public speaking skills. He's going to tell you how to communicate better right after this. Being the boss is fun. Taking your ideas, turning them into something new, and watching it grow. Oh, it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun until it's not. Most businesses reach a point where good ideas, common sense, and hard work just aren't enough anymore. They get stuck. Now, it's time to get unstuck. Unstuck 10 Proven Strategies for Breaking Through the Barriers to Small Business Growth. Get your copy today and get unstuck. Get you some radio. Today's guest, Blaine Little. Blaine, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing fine, Terry. How are you, sir? Man, I am. I am. I am super fantastic. I'm. I'm pumped up, and I'm jazzed to have you on the show. I've been trying to get you on the show for uh, well, since since I started the show. So I'm. I'm, I'm glad to finally have you. So, well, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor, and and I'm a big fan of this podcast. Well, uh, I haven't watched all of the episodes, but I've I've seen a lot of them, and I'm always learning from each and every one. Oh, you're so you're so you're so kind. Hey, you've been uh, you 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 you're one of my heroes as well. We 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 were in Toastmasters together, so we got involved in Toastmasters, and I've watched Blaine, and he's been doing a lot of training. He's worked with real estate agents in Nashville. He is a real estate agent, and then he started training real estate agents and took that into a speaking and training career where he's traveled all around the country doing this. Tell us about the work that you've been doing with the Middle Tennessee Realtors, about the training that you've been doing. How do you help real estate agents? Now, our show is, we've got real estate agents that watch, but there's a lot of salespeople, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of car salespeople, and some real estate agents mixed in there. But the communication skills are pretty much the same across all, uh, all fields. What have you been working on with the, uh, with the real estate agents? They are very similar simply because, and, and not, to, not to downplay social media, but because you're talking one-on-one -on -one with a human being. And if someone is going to invest a large lump sum of money in you, your product or your services, then they want to meet you. They want to, as you say, know, like, and trust you. And uh, unfortunately, some professionals may be very technically astute, but when it comes to actually meeting people and just talking to people and that gift of gab that you do need to have, they're lacking. 
And that's some of what I've been, I've been teaching for the past year. I've done just, just shy of about a hundred seminars and a lot of them have been on interpersonal skills, which, which is a big dose of, of, of person to person communication. Yeah, you know, interpersonal. You just mean one-on-one, uh, talk, talk, talking face-to-face, belly-to-belly. I had a sales manager in the radio business about a million years ago said, if you, uh, if you talk to 12 people belly-to-belly every day, you'll, all, you'll always hit quota. So interpersonal, belly-to-belly. Yep, that's what it takes. And, uh, you know, so many people are concentrated, especially realtors, they concentrate on, I got to get my social media out there. I got to get my promotion out there. I got to get... Uh, my marketing done, all this, but you know what? It goes down to just pressing flesh, shaking mm-hmm. hands, meeting people. And I have taught thousands of, of realtors throughout my, my classes over the past probably 12 to 15 years. Uh, I teach a lot of continuing education, but just ongoing training as well. And the problem is people are afraid to take that step to just say hello. And they're, they're good people, they're honest people, but uh, you know, we think of a realtor as going door to door, knocking on homes and, and saying, hey, you've got a beautiful house, I noticed this first sale by owner, uh, would you like to list with me? That's a minority, that's a very small minority, maybe two or 3% mm-hmm. of realtors will actually go and knock and call on someone's, on someone's door yeah. uh, to talk to them because they're just kind of, they're in a comfort zone. They want to get something through social media. They want to create a buzz. They're sitting back waiting for the phone to ring, but that's not enough. The people who really go out and, and they get it, they go out and kill it and bring it home, like you say, are the ones who are going to be bold enough and um, uh, go and knock on that door and just meet people face to face. Well, let's, uh, let, let, let's take it from there. We walk up, we knock on the door, ding dong. Uh-huh. Someone opens the door, someone who doesn't know who we are from Adam. Yeah. So, someone who probably doesn't want to talk to us. They got bacon frying, you know, the kids are yelling, uh, you know, what's going on? How, 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 do, how, do, how do we go? What do you do? Well, if it is, and this is what I teach everyone, if you've got that, that generic red and white for sale by owner sign out the front yard, that to me is just an invitation that I need help. And they may not understand that they need professional help, but once you start to get into the closing process, you know, unless you are an attorney or an accountant or you've been a realtor yourself for a number of years, you need a professional to walk you through that. Mm-hmm. And what I will do is, as I will just very simply, I'll just simply say, I saw this sign out there. I'm a realtor. Here's my card. Is there anything that I can help you with? And at that point, initial, initial meeting, I'm just t- taking a temperature. Mm-hmm. I just want to see if they are open and receptive to possibly using my services. And I love that. I get an adrenaline rush off of that because I go and I knock on a door and will I be met with a smile or a shotgun? I don't mm-hmm. know. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, but no two days are ever the same. And I'll take it from there. And if they say, no, thank you, politely, and, and almost closing the door, then I know, eh, okay, that's fine. They're just not ready for me right now. Right. Here's a secret, and I want all the real estate agents to, to really, really write this down. If you meet someone and they're, they're trying to sell their home on their own, and they give you a time frame, we're just going to try this for a couple of weeks. 
we're going to try this for a month. We're going to try this for two or three, 90 days, whatever. And we're just going to see what happens. If you'll take the time frame that they gave you, because I've been doing this for over a decade, mm -hmm. if you almost two, if you take the time frame that they gave you, cut it in half. <laughs> that is when they are going to list with a real estate agent. Right. And NAR says that uh, uh, it's about 75% of, of people who are first sale by owner will eventually list with a licensed real estate agent. And then you've got about uh, half of what's left over, about 8% who will just take it off the market. They may try it again. And then you've got about 7 or 8% uh, people who will actually sell it on their own. But the majority of those people who sell it on their own are getting assistance from an in-law or, or someone who's kind of looking out for them and kind of guides them where to go. Or they may have found a very good title attorney to kind of uh, walk them through the, uh, the steps. Yeah. But if you'll take that time frame that they give you and cut it exactly in half, that's when they're going to list. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, yeah, so follow-up is key and follow-up early and often, earlier than they, they tell you to follow-up anyway, for sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So let, let's take it outside of real estate. I mean, if just just generic and, and, and say, say you're not one step, you're not making the cold call. You're, you're, you're in there, you're making the detailed presentation and you've got Mr. and Mrs. Jones and they're talking to you about buying a car. They're talking to you about buying a house. I mean, how do, how do you, if you if interpersonal becomes, uh, I, there's, 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 uh, there's I'm, a, I'm a math nerd, so there's a formula for it, but the, the more people involved, the more complicated the communications is. It's the square root of the, of the divisor or something. I don't know. But you got multiple people involved in the situation. How do you manage the conversation? Well, to manage the conversation, and if it is just, say, uh, two people, a husband and wife, then, you know, obviously it's, it's with them. And, and something that I always tell all the realtors, and I would say to people in cars as well, um, need to find out who is the actual decision maker. Do not assume that who you're talking to has control of the purse strings or that they're going to make a decision today or that they don't need mom or dad or someone who's gifting them a down payment, let's say, uh, the money. So you need to find out who are all the players, number one. So if it's two people, if it's a man and woman, uh, you want to go into, I call this uh, prospect proximity. It's really important that when you sit down at their dining room table or at your office or at your desk, that you're able to watch both the husband and the wife, both. Because if you're sitting directly in the middle of them where you've got one on the left and one on the right, then you're going to be doing this tennis back and forth with your eyeballs trying to catch them in terms of what they're saying. But they will say things to one another subtly through body language and, and, and expressions mm -hmm. that you need, to, you need to key in on. And body language is, is huge. Give, give us an example. Well, um, uh, one thing that I'll tell our, all, all professionals uh, to be mindful of is crossing your arms. And most of us have heard this, that in terms of body language, this means I'm guarded, I'm, I'm closed off, or I don't trust you and what you're saying, and I'm protecting myself. I'm creating a barrier. And whether this is up high or down low, you're creating a barrier because you feel a little defensive. Well, we don't want people to feel that way. So if they do, one thing that we can do is just kind of slow down in our presentation and say, you know what? Maybe you have some questions, or maybe there's something I could I could handle 
uh, go deeper into detail. What questions do you have? And just be real assumptive. What questions do you have? And try to get them to move to that open posture. Once they do that, then, then they're probably learning to, to like and trust you a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I tell all the sales professionals, be mindful that you don't do that yourself. Because many times, this does exactly for our arms and our heart as sitting down in a chair does for our legs and our heart. It really is a resting position. And we feel comfortable. And if we're comfortable talking to someone, we may advert, uh, uh, just not knowingly, cross our arms. But that could be sending off a signal to our prospects mm -hmm. or the other professionals we're talking to that I'm close to what, to what you're saying. So that's just one of, of a myriad of, of number of things that we need to be mindful of. In addition to being a math nerd, I'm a, I'm a no like and trust nerd, as, as you well know, that's, that's my jam. So you, you talked about, you know, establishing trust and, 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 and the like factor, you know, of, of connecting, connecting with them. How, what are some other subtle ways that we can form an instant connection, that we can form a bond, you know, just across the table from someone or standing at a networking meeting with someone? Well, and it kind of it kind of goes back to your model again. You know, I have I not called you up a couple of times, and I've asked you, "Hey, you know, I just had this idea. Did I hear that from you, or is that an original?" Is, is that right? Yeah. We kind of think a lot alike. Yeah. But when you say uh, no, like, and trust, you really are hitting the three steps to trust itself. And this is something that I teach my interpersonal communication skills. Mm -hmm. Uh, people have to first find you not obnoxious. Right. Number one, they just don't mind being in the room with you. Yeah. And then you can get into building the sense of rapport. And rapport is just a sense of familiarity. There's something in this person. I kind of see a little bit of myself in this person, and and hopefully they see a little bit of themselves in me. So there's that sense of familiarity. And then you can build into trust. Rarely, Terry, will you as truly establish trust the first time that you meet someone. Now, yeah. You might, if there's a friend that makes an introduction for you and you trust your friend, then you might get into that trust relationship. But what you're really trying to do is, number one, just don't come across as obnoxious. And number two, start to build rapport. Just that sense of familiarity and uh, I like you and you like me, can we do business together? And, and that's the best thing that you can start to do. Now, and, and you work in addition to in your inter, interpersonal communication skills with salespeople and real estate agents and entrepreneurs, you do a lot of work encouraging people to take up public speaking. And this has always kind of been a, a, a fascination of mine. I've, I've been public speaking since I, since I was a small child. And uh, I, I've, I've always felt that if people fear public speaking, it's, uh, it's the number one fear in America. More people are afraid of speaking in public than they are afraid of dying. Um, and, and, but there's such great confidence to be developed by the ability to communicate in front of small groups and large groups. So tell us yeah. about your work working on public speaking and how you think the public speaking experience can help a real estate agent sell more houses, can help a car salesperson sell more cars. Well, actually, that statistic that you quoted, and that's been around for decades, and that's, that's one of the things that I talk about in my public speaking seminar, is that goes back to, it was a number one top seller back in 1970, it was the mid-70s, I want to say 1977, and it was a book called The Book of Lists. It was just 
like 200 and some odd pages of just lists of different things. Mm -hmm. And at that time, yeah, uh, the fear of public speaking was number one. Now, the fear of death was like tied with something else, I forget, at number six and seven. Yeah. So really, uh, you know, but uh, Dartmouth College did another study last year and they found that it's thank god it's no it's no longer the fear of public speaking but it's it's actually the fear of politicians no joke <laughs> okay well I, I i'm definitely more afraid of politicians than public speaking so i can buy that that's the number one fear that people have today yeah but yes it is and and the reason being is that it's not public speaking that we're afraid of we are afraid of that I'm going to be teaching in a seminar uh, late February that you and I are going to be doing together right. is how to uh, get over that fear of rejection. Some simple tricks that we can do. Because there's the thing, Terry, for every one person who is afraid of publicly speaking, there's another person who is equally afraid of meeting just one person for the very first time. Mm -hmm. And, and it just it just terrifies them. So if they go to a, a cocktail party with with their spouse and they don't know anybody there, or if they're in a sales situation, just to reach out and shake someone's hand, they're terrified. Yeah. And again, it's it's not the public ridicule. It's just it's just a fear of rejection. And you know, I know, and every person who's been in sales for a number of years knows you kind of have to develop that thick skin when it comes to rejection. Yeah. Uh, but most of the time that fear is actually very unwarranted, whether it's, it's a public speaking because the audience is there they're waiting on you. They want you to say something good and positive. That's going to help them. They're rooting for you. Mm -hmm. And so meeting someone for the first time, they're, they're looking to see, is there a connection? Is there a way in which we can become friends and, and possibly help one another? So those, the fear of rejection is, for the most part, unfounded. Yeah. Now, now you mentioned the seminar that you, are, you and I are doing. This is February 28th in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, for all my folks here in, in, in the Nashville area. And I'll, I'll go ahead and tell everyone about that. Blaine and I are going to be putting this together. We've got, we've got a seminar coming on. It's a full-day sales training seminar for salespeople and entrepreneurs. And, and uh, I'm going to be talking about exactly the stuff Blaine was talking about at the beginning that, that all the real estate agents are, are looking for their social media. Uh, I'm going to help you establish that know, like, and trust on your social media and, and on your webpage and how you can communicate, you know, through the, through the internet, through the airwaves and, and, and develop the know, like, and trust factor, build an army of buyers who know, like, and trust you before they've ever even met you. But the magic, the magic that I found happens is when you intersect these two, two these two places where you take, what happens online and you intersect that with what happens in real life. So Blaine and I have joined forces. I'm going to be teaching the online communication skills and Blaine is going to be teaching the interpersonal in-person belly to belly communication mm -hmm. skills. So what else are we going to talk about that day, Blaine? Well, in my segment, uh, I'm going to be talking about uh, networking in a very simple uh, way in which you can meet people for the very first time because people are afraid. What do I say? What do I do? And, and so many times we overthink it. So I'm going to give four things that are generally pretty safe to talk about. And, you know, you had mentioned Dale Carnegie mm -hmm. earlier, and it really does go back 
to that book of how to win friends and influence people. And one of the rules that Dale talks about in there is people love to talk about themselves. So if you can get them talking about themselves, then you find some sense of familiarity within their lives and say, oh yeah, I do that too. Right. Um, so networking is so huge. Prospect, proximity, body language, and, and, and actually overcoming objections as well. We're going to get into that just a little bit. Um, uh, but yeah, it's just interpersonal skills, meeting people, uh, finding people that could potentially be prospective customers and clients for you. All right. So that's, uh, that's February 28th in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Now, for today, I promise everyone who spends 30 minutes with me watching the Get You Some radio show or listening to the Get You Some radio show on iTunes or, uh, or wherever they listen to their podcast, if they'll spend 30 minutes with me and my guest, they'll leave with one action step, one thing that you can do, one action that you can implement in your life today. As soon as you put down the phone, as soon as you step away from the computer screen, what's one screen you can do to start creating more health, happiness, and prosperity in your life, to build a better business, to build a better life. Uh, I think I might start calling it the get you some challenge. So, so Blaine, what's, what's your get you some challenge that folks can put, to, put into action today to make their lives well, better? And, and, and you've talked about on your, on your podcast that uh, get you some is actually to get you some help. Yep. And so continual learning. I'm just a lifelong learner and I'm amazed. I was telling, I was telling a group of people yesterday that I'm amazed when I look back at all uh, uh, my cr previous career paths, how all those skills that I picked up way back then culminate in my life and my career and what I do now. I'm just kind of amazed by that. So I, I never, um, I'm always gaining new knowledge, new, uh, new experience, but I'll get real specific. Go out and get that book by Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Best book, best book ever, seriously. It, it is. It, it, it is. It's, it's a simple read, and uh, it was written almost 100 years ago, but there's, there's a more modern version of it that's, that's, that's available out there now, too. But go and, and get that book. That's something when I do my private, I, I'm also a life coach, career coach, uh, it's a private speech coach too. And sometimes I will, I will recommend that's a book that you need to go get. Because even though it was written almost 100 years ago, the lessons there still apply today. So go get that book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Yeah, it's, it's my favorite business book ever. First or second favorite book, it may be a tie, but it's, it's definitely right up there. Like you said, the problem, the, some of the stories, some of the analogies, the, uh, the, the narratives are, you know, about, uh, about people from the Iron Age, you know, the railroad tycoons and steel tycoons and about the, yeah, J.P. Morgan and stuff like that. So you, you kind of got to look past that a little bit, but, but the, the skills that he talks about are timeless and, and the communication skills and being able to communicate with people that and, and the other book too, uh, you know, uh, how to stop worrying and, and start living. I, I'm a big Dale Carnegie fan and I'm a big Blaine little fan too. Blaine, how do folks get in touch with you? They, <laughs> how do they get, how do folks get in touch with you? They wanted to talk to you more. Just go to my website. That's got all my contact info there. Speaking for effect written with an E. Yep. Speaking for effect.com. Thanks for showing up on the show, buddy. We will see you February 28th. Get you some radio. You've been listening to the Get You Some Radio Show. Subscribe today at terrylancaster.tv to hear more episodes, win valuable cash and prizes, and get free training to help you create an army of buyers who know, like, and trust you before they've ever even met you. 
It's a big, wide world, boys and girls. Get out there and get you some.